The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. The Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 10 on page 353. Why standest thou so far off, O Lord, and hidest thy face in the needful time of trouble? The ungodly, for his own lust, doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the crafty wiliness that they have imagined. For the ungodly hath made boast of his own heart's desire, and speaketh good of the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth. The ungodly is so proud that he careth not for God, neither is God in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight, and therefore defieth he all his enemies. For he hath said in his heart, Tush, I shall never be cast down. There shall no harm happen unto me. His mouth is full of cursing, deceit, and fraud. Under his tongue is ungodliness and vanity. He sitteth lurking in the thievish corners of the streets, and privily in his lurking dens doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are set against the poor. For he lieth waiting secretly, even as a lion lurketh he in his den, that he may ravish the poor. He doth ravish the poor when he getteth him into his net. He falleth down and humbleth himself, that the congregation of the poor may fall into the hands of his captain. He hath said in his heart, Tush, God hath forgotten. He hideth away his face, and he will never see it. Arise, O Lord God, and lift up thine hand. Forget not the poor. Wherefore should the wicked blaspheme God, while he doth say in his heart, Tush, thou God, carest not for it? Surely thou hast seen it, for thou beholdest ungodliness and wrong, that thou mayest take the matter into thy hand. The poor committeth himself unto thee, for thou art the helper of the friendless. 
Break thou the power of the ungodly and malicious. Search out his ungodliness until thou find none. The Lord is king forever and ever, and the heaven, the heathen, are perished out of the land. Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the poor. Thou preparest their heart, and thine ear hearkeneth. To help the fatherless and poor unto their right, that the man of the earth be no more exalted against them. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 25th chapter of the first book of Samuel. Then Samuel died, and the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him, and buried him at his then Samuel died, and the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him, and buried him at his home in Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now there was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. But the man was harsh and evil in his doings. He was the house of Caleb. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, Peace be to you, peace to your house, and peace to all that you have. Now I heard that you have shearers. Your shepherds were with us, and we did not hurt them. Nor was there anything missing from them all the while when they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we come on a feast day. Please give whatever comes to your hand to your servants and to your servant David. So when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all these words in the name of David and waited. Then Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away each from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I've killed for my shares and give it to men who I do not know where they are from? So David's young men turned on their heels and went back. And they came and told him all these words. Then David said to his men, Every man gird on his sword. So every man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And about 400 men went with David, and 200 stayed with the supplies. Now one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us, and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them when we were in the fields. They were a wall to us both by night and day, all the time we were with them keeping the sheep. Therefore, no one consider what you will do, for harm is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five seahs of roasted grain, one hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of figs, and loaded them on donkeys. And she said to her servants, Go on before me, see I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. So it was, as she rode on the donkey, that she went down on the, under the cover of the hill, and there were David and his men coming down toward her, and she met them. 
Now David had said, Surely in vain have I protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so, and more also, to the enemies of David, if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, On me, my lord, on me let this iniquity be. And please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my lord regard this scoundrel Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my lord whom you sent. Now therefore, my lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now then, let your enemies and those who seek harm from my Lord be as at Nabal. And now this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to you, the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and to seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God. And the lives of your enemies he shall sling out as from the pocket with a sling. And it shall come to pass, when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you, and has appointed you a ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you, nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause, or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your maidservant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice, and blessed are you, because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord of God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning light no males would have been left to Nabal. So David received from her hand what she brought him, and said to her, Go up in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person. Now Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was, holding, holding a feast in his house like the feast of a king. Nabal's heart was merry with him, for he was very drunk. Therefore she told him little, nothing little or much until morning light. So it was in the morning, when the wine had gone from Nabal and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him, and he became like a stone. Then it happened, after about ten days, that the Lord struck Nabal and he died. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord, who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and kept his servant from evil. For the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal to his own head. And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. The servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel. They spoke to her, saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. Then she arose, bowed her face to the earth, and said, here is your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. 
So Abigail rose in haste and rode on a donkey, attended by five of her maidens, and she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ananiah of Jezreel, and so both of them were his wives. But Saul had given Michael, his daughter, David's wife, to Palti, the son of Laish, who was from Galim. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 31st verse of the 18th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then Jesus took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and will be mocked, and insulted, and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. The saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things that which were spoken. Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the road begging, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. He hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins 
through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant to us, Lord, we beseech thee, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we who cannot do anything that is good without thee may by thee be enabled to live according to thy will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about today's lessons. In our Old Testament lesson here from Samuel, we have the, the death of Samuel. and. <clears throat> You know, we've had the story of his whole life, from his conception to his acting as essentially the last judge of Israel and his inaugurating the, the Israel as a kingdom under a king. And it's interesting now that he's an old man that there are younger generations in Israel at this point who have never known life without a king. So we can see how quickly things can change and transform and how a lot of the old ways are passing away and this new thing coming up. But it's 
His death is also at a time of great turmoil in Israel. There's essentially a a slow-burning civil war going on between David and Saul, where Saul is pursuing David, who is trying to avoid open battle, not necessarily because he's worried about the outcome pertaining to his own victory, but what it'll do to his this new nation being forged here. And so he's out in the wilderness with his, this band of, you know, 600 or so cutthroats and ruffians and and loyal members of his own his own tribe he's a member of the tribe of of judah and so he runs across this the the this wealthy landowner nabal who is a foreigner but who his people attached themselves to the the tribe of judah and basically converted and became jewish and he's a wealthy landowner. And so David is, and his men have been hiding out and they come across the shepherds who work for Nabal. And unlike bandits and stuff that would normally take what they wanted from the countryside, David and his men actually protect them from other bandits and don't take any food from them. And Nabal rejects this. He purposely insults David, calls him a, a, a slave who is rising up against his master. And he's a cruel and, and greedy man. He doesn't want to share the, the time of shearing the sheep was a time of festivities where people would join together and share in, in feasts and banquets. And he refuses to share anything with David and his men. And this raises David's ire. And so it's interesting that we have this story of him being, wanting to go out and kill Nabal. And then Abigail, who talks sense to him and prevents him from essentially staining his good name and from killing another person. But both of these things show a, we're, we're going to start to get a flaw of David, and that's his pride. We see here that what Nabal says to his men is an injury to David's pride. It makes him feel lesser than, and so he wants to seek revenge against this man to teach him a lesson, to strike down, strike at this guy who has insulted him. But we also see that the, the seeds of David's eventual downfall in his interactions with Abigail. We, he takes her as a wife. And I always feel sorry for Ahinoam because she just gets mentioned that he took her as a wife. And we don't know nothing about her other than that she's from Jezreel. And so he's starting to let some of his desires control what he's doing he's taking what he wants what he thinks he's owed out of a sense of pride you know he's he's starting to feel things about himself and wants those reflected in the way other people feel about him so it's a an ego boost that he 
will later on have lots of women fawning over him. He starts to desire this these interactions, especially with women, because they fulfill some need within himself. And that's always going to be an issue for all of us, is that when we go out to fulfill a need that's within ourselves, that instead of going to God to fulfill all our needs, we go and acquire them ourselves. So that's something to, to pay attention to in his, his journey here. But we also have another tendency displayed in our New Testament lesson, and that is fear. And this is always played out, especially in our own lives, where we see here the, the, the apostles and disciples are told explicitly by Jesus what's going to happen, how the Son of Man has to go to suffer and die and be raised on the third day. And they don't understand it. But what do they do? Do they ask for clarification? Do they ask things of Jesus? No, they're, they're, not only their pride prevents them, but their fear. Because there's a tendency in all humans to avoid talking to people and specifically asking people for things or asking them questions because we fear the answer. We fear what we will hear. Think of the, the, the person who is, thinks they're owed a raise, but they're afraid to go to their boss and actually ask them for the raise. The, the reason that, that there's fear in a person is because you're, you're afraid of the answer. You're afraid that they'll reject you. You're afraid, afraid that you'll, you'll fail. And so this is always something we have to, to work out because one of the, the biggest issues, especially in the spiritual life, is fear of talking to God about the things that are in our heart, especially our sinful natures, and talking to him and discussing them with him. So we see in our New Testament lesson, they have received this information from Jesus, yet they're still blind. And then Jesus encounters this blind beggar who is used to asking for food, for, for money, and these type of things. And Jesus asks him, what does he want? And he answers completely honestly and openly. He doesn't ask for the things that he thinks he'll get. He asks what's really in his heart, and that is to be able to see again. And Jesus grants him that. So we see in the story how the disciples are blind, but this blind beggar, because he has faith, his eyes are opened and he can see. Just some thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness, all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate.
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Thursday. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Stay cool.